Well, I'll bet that James and John and Andrew and Peter weren't expecting the world to be turned upside down that day on the shore when a certain itinerant rabbi walked along. And like most of us, I'll bet that they expected the day to go like most any other day of their life. You know how it is, right? Get up, go to work, work all day, go home, have some dinner with your family, go to bed. And you expect the next day and the day after that to be pretty much the same thing. And it's really not a bad life. Matter of fact, there's a lot of people today who would probably like to experience a normal routine like that. Now, these fishermen also had something else going for them. They had a stable business, which was kind of unique back then. You know, being fishermen was something that was passed down from father to son. It became a family tradition. And if times got rough, you could always just stay out in the water a little bit longer, work a little bit harder, and uh, make ends meet. But even if that didn't work, you always knew you had your family you could go back to, they could listen to you, help support you. Kind of like that show that's on TV. Um, how many people watch Blue Bloods? Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. So when they saw a familiar itinerant rabbi walking towards them, it probably didn't cross their mind that in a few moments, they were literally gonna drop everything and follow him, leave the boats, leave the fathers, just because the stranger who came up to him said, come, follow me, and I'm gonna make you fishers of men. Just picture yourself for a moment at work, sitting in your office, surrounded by all your coworkers, when suddenly some guy comes up, knocks on your door, and says, come follow me. So you just get up, push away from your desk, away from the keyboard, and just walk off, right? Leave behind the 401k, you know, the pension, the health insurance, and all that. We'd all do that, right? Yeah? Well, that's exactly what James and John, Andrew and Peter did that day. You see, the Son of God beckoned, and suddenly four fishermen took hold of the opportunity and the possibilities that he offered, and they became fishers of men. Now I'll bet the Ninevites also weren't expecting their day to be turned upside down when a stranger appeared in their city. And again, like most of us, they were just going about their normal lives, you know, going to work, raising the family. Politicians were probably doing what politicians do, and their priests were doing what priests do. When all of a sudden, this stranger in strange clothes from a neighboring small uh, country called Israel walked in. And they probably didn't take much note of him other than his strange clothes until he suddenly started preaching. Uh, in 40 more days, this city is gonna be destroyed. And all of a sudden, the people kind of took note. And as the readings told us, their hearts returned and they repented. They turned away from their evil ways and turned toward the God of Israel. So, an unusually dressed man from a small neighboring country appears one day and walks through their city and suddenly an entire people turn their hearts towards God. Think about something like that happening here in the United States, right? Somebody standing on the corner with a street sign that says, the end is near, repent. We've never seen that, right? Actually, I have on the corner of 436 and Aloma. And you know, we, we chuckle a little bit, but you know, it made me think. When we see a sign like that, somebody whose hearts move to express a message like that, you know, does it really cause us to pause for just a moment and wonder, is there anything in our life that we need to turn away from and turn towards God? You know, I bet the people in that city that day, as General walked through, probably had the same, the same thoughts. But the scriptures tell us 
that they responded. So the inhabitants of Evil City went about their business. A prophet, even like that street corner person, came through and the people turned away from their sins and turned back towards God. Isn't that who our God is? Isn't that like him? A God of possibilities, of new opportunities for both saints like the fishermen and sinners like the people of Nineveh? Isn't he like St. Irenaeus of the Lyons tells us, the one who gets his greatest glory by his people being fully alive? Isn't it the hope for new possibilities and new opportunities, what we're looking for, a whole life secretly or maybe not so secretly? Especially after so many months that we've been isolated from each other, you know, with this COVID thing and all the different uh, situations that have been going on in, in our political world and in our society. Today's reading tells us that yes, God is the God who calls regular people like you and me, like the four fishermen, to come and be his disciples and to take his good news of the kingdom, the good news of his truth, out into a world that isn't always necessarily open to receiving that truth. But we saw what can happen when we do that, right? I mean, Jonah walks through a gigantic city. I mean, Nineveh was the capital city of the world's greatest country back then. So you'd think people would ignore him. But his message that he took from God was powerful enough to change hearts. God calls us, you and me, to do the same thing. You know, by virtue of our baptism and the strength that we receive at our confirmation, to go out and be the same type of disciples. Pope Francis speaks eloquently of this in his encyclical Fratelli Tutti. I always get that mixed up sometimes. I miss some of the consonants. How many of you have this or have read this? It's a beautiful encyclical. And if you haven't, um, I encourage you to take it and take a few days just to slowly go through it and digest it. Like Jesus calling the fishermen and Jonah warning the people of Nineveh, um, Pope Francis writes in there, he says, each day offers us a new opportunity and a new possibility. And he's talking about it in reference to discipleship. In there, he talks about fraternity and social friendship, of looking at things from God's perspective and reaching out to people that we normally wouldn't reach out to necessarily. You know, people across the aisle, as they say, um, people that we might tend to avoid in solidarity and friendship because the God who created us all, that's what he wants to do. And that's what he calls us to do on a daily basis. I have to admit, some of the things in here um, were challenging and opened my eyes to some of the misconceptions that I have um, you know, about friendship and who neighbor is. Using the parable of the Good Samaritan, Pope Francis expanded you know, my understanding of who neighbor is, a fraternity of God's call to be like him, full of understanding and mercy, even with people who hurt us. All the while adhering to the truths of our Catholic faith. You know, we can't abandon the truths, but we can reach out in love towards everyone. What's interesting is the Pope takes a very small parable and it reveals the rich, deep meanings in his encyclical about some of the important things that are facing humanity today. Now this application of scripture to the world's issues is appropriate to talk about for a bit because this weekend is also 
Word of God Sunday. I know someone uh, who had a friend who was concerned about uh, him maybe not having as close personal relationship with Christ that he had hoped. So he suggested to his friend, um, why don't you go ahead and read a parable a day? Um, how many of you know how many parables are in the Bible? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Okay, 31. So in our longest months, how many days we have? 31. So guess what he did? Parable 1 on the first day of the month, and parable 2 on the second day of the month, all the way through the end of the month. Now on February, um, you got to do a little extra reading, you know. But um, he did that, and he did it for a number of years. And this person now is a minister in his own church, where he cares for his people and he cares for his neighbor. And to tell you the truth, he's an inspiration and an example for me, just as y'all are as I look out here. And I see all of you who have been acting as wonderful disciples your lives. So this friend went about his life like a regular person. And a friend pointed him to scripture. And he heard the call of God to go, go ahead and take hold of these possibilities. So how about you? Um, how do you listen to God's invitation to enter into discipleship with him? This past weekend, uh, I was talking with two guys in the back of the church, and they told me about this podcast that they listened to. Uh, it's called The Bible in a Year Podcast. How many of you heard of it? It is wonderful. Um, so in the course of a year, every day, there's a podcast for every day. And in the course of a year, it takes you through 14 of the chronological books of the Bible. So you get the whole Bible story in the right chronology. And interspersed through there are some Psalms and Proverbs as it fits into the storyline. I started listening to it, uh, and it is really good. So in the amount of time it takes, I don't know how long your drive is to work, but in the amount of time it takes for you to actually get out of your driveway into your parking lot, um, you can listen to the Word of God. And it's this Word of God that you listen to that comes into your heart that the Holy Spirit's able to use to talk to you so that he can use you as his disciple. So 2,000 years ago, the incarnate Word of God spoke to four fishermen who left everything to become fishers of men. And about 700 years before that, the Word of God came through the prophet Jonah to an evil city which repented from its ways and turned back to the God of Israel. And today, the written or audible word of God speaks to us and calls us into a deeper relationship as disciples with the Lord ourselves. So here's the challenge. No matter how the invitation comes, through a prophet, through a gospel story made in the cyclical, through a proverb a day, or even through a podcast, May each of us grasp the Lord's hand and enter into the opportunities and the possibilities that the Pope mentions that awaits us as his faithful disciples of Christ.